Good morning, friends. Uh, today's message comes to you from uh, Bloomington, Illinois. And uh, my message is called Lasting Peace. You know, there's a Bible passage uniquely suited for this moment in time that we live in, and it's for really people who wonder what the future holds. It comes from the tail end of the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, verses 20 and 21. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now today we're going to take a look at these verses, and I want us to consider three great truths. Here's truth number one. You have a God of peace. Now, that's not just good news. It's very good news. Our God is a God of peace. He's at peace with himself. He's at peace with you. Because of the death of his son on our behalf, our sins have been forgiven and we have peace with God. Romans 5.1 echoes that when Paul writes, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, this is good news for a world where lasting peace is in short supply. I mean, every day we hear about bombings in the Middle East, the threat of nuclear war from North Korea, uh, shootings in our schools and closer to home. We hear about murder and theft and broken vows and broken homes and, yes, even a brand new COVID variant. And sadly, peace does not always reign in the local church. Because we are human, we have struggles and disagreements, but we know that strife and divisions do not come from God. After all, our God is a God of peace. We need to remember in difficult times, this God of peace gives us the peace that passes all understanding. Here's truth number two. You have a living shepherd. When Jesus died on the cross, his blood established an eternal covenant. His blood made it possible for you and me to have a new heart and the forgiveness of sins. And that's the promise God made. It's guaranteed by the blood, it's extended by the blood, and it's purchased by the blood. And best of all, the blessings of the eternal covenant are available to all who trust in him. Therefore, by virtue of Jesus' bloody death and victorious resurrection from the dead, God is now a God of peace. And Jesus has become that great shepherd of the sheep. Now, we can actually say this in just six short statements. Here you go. God sent his son. His son shed his blood. God raised him from the dead. He is now exalted in heaven. Now we have peace with God. And six, he is our shepherd and we are his sheep. You know, on Friday evening, that Friday evening we call Good Friday, Jesus was dead in the tomb. On Sunday morning, he rose from the dead never to die again. And, and you know, that's a wonderful thought, never to die again. Now, I have done nearly 120 funerals in my 36 years of pastoral ministry. And while it's an honor to speak on behalf of a beloved friend, I can tell you that I am I'm pretty weary of death. And I long for a world without funerals or without cemeteries or without mourning or visitations. I mean, how wonderful to come to a place where there are no grieving parents, no brokenhearted children, no weeping wives or husbands. Now, we aren't there yet, but because of Jesus, we will one day come to a land where death will be no more. And what a happy day that will be. Now, did you know that the word pastor literally means shepherd? 
See, Jesus is not only our great shepherd, he's also the true pastor of the church. And because he's a living shepherd, he will never die and he will never leave you. And because he's a great shepherd, he never makes a mistake and he never fails. He cannot die. He cannot be defeated. He can never leave you. He will never fail you. If you will trust him and follow him, you will be safe. Now, here's truth number three. You will be equipped to do his will. Now, this benediction from Hebrews contains some good news that applies to all of us, both now and in the future. No matter who you are or where you are, God fully intends to equip you to do his will. The word equip originally meant to set a broken bone so it will heal properly. It was also used of mending a torn fishing net and to describe a weary, scattered army that was pulled together for refitting, retraining, and then redeployment. This means God will do whatever it takes to give us whatever we need, whenever we need it, so that we can do his will. Now, let me say that in reverse. God will never call you to do anything without also giving you the tools you need to do the job. Now, sometimes people say God helps those who help themselves, but, you know, friends, that's not biblical. It would be more proper to say God helps those who can't help themselves. God will never call us to do something without also and at the same time equipping us to do it. Never. He will simply not do it. A number of years ago, my grandson Josh shared with me a quote, and I, I have it written on a card, and I keep it on my desk, and it goes this way. If he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. It's a great reminder. Now, some of you no doubt face some difficult situations this morning. You may be out of money or out of a job, or you or a loved one may be facing surgery or maybe some debilitating illness. Some of you have very hard decisions to make this week, and you don't know what to do. So just take this word of good cheer. Whatever you have to do this week, God will equip you to do it. No matter how hard the road ahead, God has already started mending your nets and arming you for battle. You don't even have to ask him. He just does it because that's the kind of God he is. He never, 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 never calls you to do any hard task without giving you what you need to get the job done. Now, if you're like me, there are many times we tend to limit our thinking to the fact that God's presence goes with us as we go through life. Now, that's true, but it's only part of the story. He's not only with us now, he's already way up the road ahead of us. I want you to think about it this way. While we are struggling with the problems of today, God is hard at work providing solutions for the things we're going to face tomorrow. You see, he's already there working creatively in situations we have yet to face, preparing them for us and us for them. Or to say it in another way, while I'm living on Tuesday, he's already clearing the road for me on Friday. That's what Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 means when it says, he will make your paths straight. Or to say it yet another way, God is already at work providing solutions for problems we don't even know that we have yet. Now, are you worried about next week? Forget it, he's already there. Well, what about next month? Or what about 2022? I mean, don't sweat it. He's already there. What about that crucial meeting you've got on Wednesday? No, sleep well. He's already there. What about that tough decision that looms ahead? Well, fear not. He's already there. You know, it'd be enough if God simply walked with you through the events of life. But he does much more than that. He goes ahead of you, clearing the way, arranging the details of life so that when you get there, you can have confidence that God has already been there before you. Now, I want you to notice how he does it. He works in us 
from the inside out. The text says, may he work in us what is pleasing to him. See, if we need courage, he works that in us. If we need compassion, he gives it to us. If we need integrity, he builds it in. If we need wisdom, he imparts that wisdom we need. If we need common sense, he finds a way to give it to us. Now, so many of us look at a difficult situation and pray, Lord, change my situation. But I I got news for you, friends. That's not usually God's will. Much more often, the difficult situation has come as a means of making us grow spiritually. God often brings difficulty into our lives to deepen our total dependence upon him. And when that happens, we ought to pray, Lord, change me so that I can face this situation. I think that's a prayer that God would be pleased to answer. Now, finally, notice how the benediction from Hebrews ends. It says, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, in all things, God must get the glory. He gets the glory in the death of his son, Jesus. He gets the glory in the blood that established the eternal covenant. He gets the glory in the resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah. And he must get the glory in the equipping of his people to do his will. He has given us new hearts and forgiveness. He works in us to give us whatever we need to do his will. And he even equips us to go into battle for him. And it all comes from him. See, no matter how successful we are, it all comes from him. When we walk together in brotherly love, to God be the glory. When we exercise Christian care, to God be the glory. When we raise our children for Jesus, to God be the glory. When we encourage one another, to God be the glory. When we are salt and light in the world, to God be the glory. When we cheerfully give of our means, to God be the glory. When we are faithful even unto death, to God be the glory. So friends, I'm just saying, let's not be ashamed to say that it all comes from him. Without God's help and his mighty hand undergirding our efforts, everything else would come to nothing. Think of it this way. All God, all grace, all for God's glory, always. So what's this next year going to bring? Well, I'm sure that we would be just as surprised as our forefathers if we knew the answer to that question. But certain things are sure. The gospel that was handed down to us will still meet the needs of the future. The Bible that we believe will still have the answers for the next generation. And the victories that are yet to be won will be accomplished in the strength of the Lord. That's what we say, to God alone be the glory. Lord, you have not brought us to this point in life to lead us now. We have come this way by faith. We go forward by your faithfulness. Equip us now to do your will. And Lord, as you have been with us in the past, we ask you to lead us into the future. We are your sheep and you are the great shepherd. Work in us what is pleasing in your sight. Open our eyes that we might see you clearly and take away our doubt and fear. Teach us to trust you in a new way. And we pray that we might not live on yesterday's blessings, but look forward to tomorrow's victories. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray these things. And all of God's people said, Amen. To God alone be the glory. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion. God bless.